You're listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by Miniquip Hire, WA's leading machinery hire company, supporting the Landscape Industries Association, WA. G'day landscapers and welcome to another episode of Green Thumbs Up, the landscapers' favourite podcast. I'm Darren Seenor and in the uh, studio with me today is Nick Russell. Nico, how are you? Yeah, good thanks Daz. Thanks for having me again. I'm, uh, yeah, fresh off the bench today, so yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, you've, I see you've dragged another Dazzer into the room with us. Yeah, two Dazzers doesn't make it right. No, is it definitely does. They, it definitely does. So. Du- du- double Dazzer days there. <laughs> double Dazzer days, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, we've got Darren from Green Earth Enterprises here today. So, yeah, How Darren's a um, yeah, pretty big figure in the landscape industry around oh, I wouldn't town. go that far. Um, <laughs> more, so more of a big figure on Instagram from what I've heard. <laughs> he does like his Instagram, even though I'd, I think it's not Darren, it might be Kate. Yeah, Is it's usually Kate that does the Instagram. I usually star in them somehow. Yeah, so no, you, yeah you're a, yeah, one of the biggest in Perth, I believe. So Well, yeah, yeah well, you, you aim high, right? How it's high? aim high. Well, <laughs> sky's the limit. Let's go. No, so Darren, yeah, it's good to good to have you in, and we're you know you're probably what we'd call you know an allied member, someone that you know works with landscapers. I guess absolutely. Yep. So, That's what is your business? What is Green Earth Enterprises? Um, so, I suppose Green Earth Enterprises is you know we're a supplier of a metal garden edging system first off, and then we do a lot of bespoke kind of custom. Bits and pieces as well for anything in metal, whether it be alley, um, steel, you know, cotton and steel, whatever you want. We can kind of make you just about just of anything. So yeah, love and, it. And um, so, how did you get into it? Were you you into? Were you a fabricator, boiler maker? Like, is yeah. Well, I started about thirty years ago. I started my apprenticeship in New South Wales as a fitter machinist. Uh, did my welding quals after that. Travelled around Australia. Ended up in WA and love it here. So I'm very much a West Australian, uh, New South Welsh three times a year, usually at state of origin. Yep. So that's about it. Um, but yeah, so a bit of welder by trade is what I call myself. Never really had any aspirations to be within the landscaping industry at all. We just kind of uh, got into a business that, you know, we got into, we, bought, we were able to buy Green Earth Enterprises and, as and a business. And what, so that was an on, uh, a running business when you bought it? Yeah, it was already running. It was a legal side business from a, a, another landscaper years and years ago that Kate used to work for. So we had a chance to buy the business. We bought the business and we've taken it and grown it from where it is, where it was to where it is now. So very proud of what we're doing. And okay, so if we go back just a couple of steps, where was it when you, when you took it over? What sort of business? What, what were they doing and where were you at with it? I guess. So the the parent company was a, a place called Carlisle Landscapes uh, and they were doing a lot yeah, of I remember that. Oh, they're still around. Is it Little Soil Yard out or is it, no, is it a different business? No, nah, that's, that's, that's a different business. Okay. So Carlisle yeah. Landscapes. Scratch that. Chris and Donna, Chris <laughs> and Donna um, when they sold up, they went down and they opened up a place called The Shed in Abbey, just near Bustleton. Yeah, right I there. know where that is. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, Donna and Chris Carlisle. So they had... Carlisle Landscapes and Green Earth Enterprises. Green Earth was their little side business. Sold Form Boss, had their little kind of whole bits and pieces. Used to use a lot in their jobs and then sell it to the public and a few other landscapers used to be able to get it. But then when they wanted to move on and they wanted to try something different, 
that's that's when you know Kate had the opportunity to say, well, let's buy it. So we bought the business, giving Kate a job. You know, she's a bookkeeper, so she had other clients as well. But you know, give her something to kind of keep going with. So we were supply only. I was working at another job. I had nothing to do with it at first, and then slowly and surely I kept getting dragged in by, oh, can you make this and can you do well, this, this bend and yeah, can we do this and oh, it's just like oh, well, we could we should weld that and we should do this and. Then it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and yeah. so and so. Where are you at now? Your business is. You keep talking about this form boss. What what are we? What is, what is that? What are what are we talking about? Uh, it's a metal garden edging form boss itself. It's an Australian made steel garden edging. Comes in galvanized. Comes in uh, the cotton steel or red core is what it's called in Australia, and some and Zam as well, which is a zinc aluminum magnesium coated mold steel. Uh, so basically, you can use it for just. Kick, you know, having a border between grass and garden beds, which is where it started off, 100, 150 mil, and then it goes right up to an, an 850 mil high steel, which you can retain about 600. Yeah, okay, because so well, I think, um, I mean, we do use your, your product. Correct, so you do. I think we were using it today and it was probably about 500 mil and, yeah. it, and, it, and it works, you know, perfectly. Yeah, so that would have been the 580 that you can kind of do it yeah. into that, yep. yep. And it and it looks amazing, and and the Core Ten product. I mean, that's obviously something that you know from uh, landscapers up until a few years ago, probably not many people knew too much about. And it seems to be everywhere, and it goes in so many. It's quite a versatile product. So uh, yeah, is that the, one of the, your biggest lines. The Core Ten probably is the biggest line. Yeah, you can kind of put it into an old garden. You can retrofit into an old garden really well, and all match in. You can do. You can put it into a modern garden. You know, you can. It just looks really organic and really nice, and kind of. You know, seamless into a kind of grass to, to gardens. It looks amazing. So you you know you deal with a lot of landscapers throughout Perth. You said you know yep. um, us and Darren and and you know many others. What um, percentage of your work are landscapers and the public, or do you only deal with landscapers? No, we deal with retail as well. So we have. Uh, but that's fun. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> we all we we all know what retail and clients can be, but. Um, yeah, to be honest, it's probably more of a maybe 30, 70, so 30 retail, 70% uh, landscapers. I mean, there's a reason we have trade pricing and retail pricing. So we can ha- we can try to help our trades out. And yeah, sure you want to try around. and you know, help those guys, the repeat business that keep well, coming in, I guess. to me, that's our core business. Our, our core business are the landscapers. They're the ones that could specify it into a job. They're the ones that would want to put it into a job. They're the ones that would want to make sure that, you know, it's it's a it's effective for them, so you need to look after them. Yeah, and obviously your form boss is a product that landscapers can buy off the shelf, and yep. um, you know they install it themselves. Absolutely, I would imagine. Yep. How much of your work is you know your bespoke fabrications, the one-offs, the you know oh, they're my favourite stuff. Your Instagram where you're doing um, hanging planters, pergolas, fire pits, um, fire pits. I love yeah, doing a fire. Yeah. I actually yep. love making fire pits. I've I guess. I, I guess really love making fire pits. I've seen, you, pits um, I've seen your fire pit, the white one you've got at home. The white one, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. that that came Is it from... Is still white? Yes, it's 100% still white. So that came from uh, Kate saying, oh, I think we need a fire pit at home. And I was like, awesome, let's make one. And Kate was just like, but we need it a certain colour. And I went, well, what do you mean? She says, <laughs> no, 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 well, I wanted a colour. I went, well, it's going to be caught in steel because it burns well. You know, yeah. fires burn well in it, survives... She says, I actually really want a white one. I went, a white fire pit. You're going to put a fire in there. You're going to be burn stuffing in there and you want a white colour. She's like, yep. I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? 
So I had to think about it and went, well, I'm probably going to have to get some sort of temperature paint, right? Some sort of paint that will take, you know, a decent temperature that you can kind of, you know, have a fire in. So started doing some research and went, engine enamel. That's probably the best thing yeah, I can true. do. Yeah. So I went yeah. down to Super Cheap Auto. This <laughs> True story. I went down to Super Cheap Auto and I said to the guy, I want this, you know, white paint. And he's like, oh, what engine are you rebuilding? And I said, nah, it's for a fire pit. He's like, what? And I went, yeah, it's for a fire pit. He goes, why are you using engine enamel for a fire pit? I said, well, it's got to take heat, right? And so it's just like, ah, that's actually really quite smart. So I bought the, and then, yeah, we've sort of painted it. So the inside area where it's actually where you burn is actually the, the pot belly black. So that stays black because you're never going to keep that white. But the outside is white and it actually looks really cool. Yeah. So talking about fire pit, what are some of the other things that not necessarily Kate, but some of, you know, some of the landscapers or designers have asked you to build? Oh, we've had some weird and wonderful things and I love it. I love weird and wonderful. You know, uh, a lot of the times you, you get plans from designers. Someone says, oh, can you build that? And then we have to engineer it to make sure it's right and, you know, going to withstand stuff. So we do a lot of arbors, a lot of cantilevered arbors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen some of your arbors. They look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of rear mesh into so things can grow up, and, you know, specific kind of columns to make up make it onto. Yeah, do some weird things. Probably the, the weirdest job, one of my favourite jobs, I suppose, would be years ago I was at a one of the Perth Garden Shows. Yeah, I was going to ask we you had about a display. That. Yeah, with sustainable, sustainable Garden Design, was that? Uh, no, that was yeah, that was a really cool show garden oh, that, that we did. Was yeah. that before? But this that, is before, it? this is a couple okay. of years before, yep. and uh, we had this old guy, his name was Ken, and he was walking around with a, a little scale model of this moon gate, Chinese moon gate that he wanted made. And he was walking up to other everybody and just going, can you make this? Can you make this? And he came up to us. Can you make this? Just like, yeah, we can give it a go. What is it? So we went around to see his house. Lived in Subiaco. Had a little courtyard. And uh, he wanted this, you know, obviously he's Chinese himself. Came, grew up in Beijing. And he wanted this moon gate. So, you know, the circular kind of gates that come up with, you know, a couple of gates, a couple of doors to lead somewhere. The line knockers that, you know, with the brass knockers that kind of came through. And... Um, it actually was not going anywhere. So it wasn't a gate that went anywhere. He just liked the look of it. And it reminded him of a gate that he used to walk through going to school, from his father's house to his school and then back again. So I was just like, okay, so we want just fake doors and this whole moon gate to go around. And he's just, yep, that's what we want. So I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. Let's do it. So we, we made it for him. The surround was a, a really cool white, kind of stood off the, the wall quite well. And the, the doors were just a, a flat kind of steel that was just kind of powder coated up and just on the wall with the the knockers mounted on there and uh, it was amazing but it was a cool story and it was a really cool yep. guy and then uh the garden was ended up finished off by justin from concept origin oh, yeah, and yeah, he ended up yeah. doing the rest of the landscaping but just my part was amazing yep. but just the whole kickback of him coming in just going oh i want someone to make this and just having this scale model it was like so funny and you've talking about um the garden week you've done a few obviously i've i saw you at a you know i'm not sure i saw you at that one but yeah, we, we used to – we did a, a few with retail displays, yep. so just like a little yeah, I, I six by four, six by three yeah. kind of things. We just booth. like – yeah, a little yep. booth with some circles and some cool things that we would do. But, yeah, then we did a, um, a show garden itself a couple of years ago. So 2019, I think we did the show garden. And that was a lot – that was really cool. It was a good experience. Stressful, which anyone who's done a show garden would understand how stressful they can be. And you've got to dedicate so much time out of your days to – you know, make something and put it together and then tear it apart. So that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's quite, 
it's quite fun, but it's a little bit soul destroying at the end when you have to pull it apart. I guess you know. So yeah, you can make something really beautiful, and you know it's only going to sit there for four days, and people are going to walk past it for four days. Yeah, it's a bit of a hole. <sighs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I mean, we've we've done a few show gardens over the years, and yeah, and we've helped people build a few as well. And some yeah. of the ones I've seen have been amazing. But at oh, the end, when you when yeah, you're ripping it down and pulling it apart, I mean, I've probably got four or five um, show gardens <laughs> sitting in the car park out here at the well, moment. Well, the so. show garden that you're talking about that I did with Andrew from Sustainable, I've actually still got that pergola in my car park in my yeah, you workshop. Do actually, yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting it hasn't there. got a for sale sign on it, has it? No, or, do, why do you want to buy it? No, not really. But yeah, Darren looks like he's keen. 100%. So always look good. I just need a white... Pit to go with a white fire pit, yeah, cool, right can, in the middle. Yep, easy, man. Then we can talk prices. Done. So, you know, in in terms of you know how your business is structured at the moment, how has everything been going with you know supply and you know we hear all the issues of of you know availability, demand, staffing, you know all those sorts of things that are probably the biggest things that are impacting on you know not only landscapers but basically everyone. Absolutely, in, in yeah. Perth or Australia or the world, maybe. Absolutely. Well, our steel is made in in Australia, so it's made in Victoria. So we need to get it from Victoria to Western Australia, which obviously, you know, freight always comes with a cost, right? But, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. One of the best things about our steel is that it is Australian-made, so our edging is Australian-made. But anyway, we have a lot of delays lately, getting things from Victoria They've had lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. They've been able to use skeleton crews to keep production going. So we've been still being able to get stuff from our supplier. But yeah, the transport itself, instead of taking seven days, it's blown out to you know ten to fourteen, which is then has a knock-on effect to everybody. So you know, unfortunately, but this is the world we're living in right now. But I mean, at least it's Australian-made, so yep. um, you don't have you know a lot of our companies that we deal with at the moment are bringing stuff in from overseas wherever it may come from but um you know the shipping and oh the shipping and the importing and the whole kind of come through customs in shipping containers yeah we don't have that we have to worry about yeah so the steel is made here then yeah yeah Yeah, it's a blue scope steel so it's made it's it's made in victoria itself uh in sheet form and then it goes to you know the parent company that makes the the form boss or you know whatever and then formed up and then sent to us and then we get to play with it when it comes to us and so, so supply obviously has its issues, but you seem to be working through it reasonably well. What about? <laughs> yeah, um, we're doing pretty. We're doing okay. What about the level of demand? How? What have you seen with that? Oh, is it anything? It's, it's been insane lately, yep. and I I think the whole industry is going through uh, a, an area where it's really insane. Everybody seems so so busy. I think everyone's just trying to wait for that little Christmas break where they can actually get five minutes to just kind of catch their breath and then reset for the for the next year again but no it's 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 insane i don't know a landscaper that's not busy i really don't no well, there's not too many i mean we obviously being involved in the in- industry does i mean you'll probably see it everyone that we speak to uh you know just you know drowning really yeah can't get staff and oh yeah staff is sta- staff's an issue letting us down yeah we're <laughs> sorry about that Daz. uh no we're 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 lucky enough that our business is a family-run business so it's kate myself our eldest daughter works there shanae anyone that deals with us would know that shanae and kate are the ones that usually deal with the quoting and the whole office kind of stuff uh shanae's partner aiden works with me in the workshop and doing installs as well so yeah it's a very much a family business so that was another one of my questions. Being a family business, what are, you know, there's pros and cons. I mean, how do you deal with having to, um, you know, 
CK, 24 hours a day. Yeah, but it's kids. not that way. Um, That's the thing. Isn't it? No, yeah. because... I don't think I'd cope. I, like, yeah. I see my wife for two hours a day. We watch a bit of TV and so I say hi and that's, you know, we're at a limit. You know, like, <laughs> I, I think... I might be getting cut down about an hour a day. <laughs> I think, I think um, you know, when, when we're at work, Kate's in the office. She'll be doing quoting. She'll be answering the phones and she's stupid busy doing that kind of stuff. And then I'm in the workshop or out on the field doing stuff. So even in the workshop, you know, I'm we're stupid busy. We're doing whatever we have to do or whatever is on our fabrication board that needs to kind of get done. So the interaction there is probably lunchtime when she comes out for a few questions or if I go in for a couple of questions going, oh, you know, what when's this job due yeah. and when's this going on? So the interaction itself would probably in an eight-hour day would probably only be about 30 minutes max, really. So it's not like we're in each other's pockets all the time. Yeah. So, and I, you know, obviously even outside of work, I, I know you're a massive Dockers fan and I see you go... Yeah, Dockers tragic, which you is... You go to the yeah. Dockers sort of most weekends. Um, yeah, every weekend. Well, we every can, weekend. Yeah, every weekend we can, yeah. yeah. What, so, there's that. Uh, mm-hmm. What else do you do to sort of wind down? Um, I don't know if I ever wind down, really. I'm kind of a... Highly, <laughs> highly strong. Oh, 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 <laughs> no, not highly strong, but I'm always kind of doing something, always kind of on the go. So, we have a... We, you know, we've got a little place down in Bustleton that we're renovating at the same time. So we travel back and forth doing bits and pieces down there, you know, building a, a family holiday home. With a white fire pit? Not yet. <laughs> but one day. Hold on. It may be it yeah. may come again. Hopefully not. Yeah. Well, it's Kate, Kate will be listening to this, no doubt, and there will be hundred percent Kate on will the, hear this way. and Kate will say, Of course we're doing a white fire pit. But you never know. So, so obviously, you know, you go to Busso, you take the kids. So yep. you, yeah, you, good family holidays yeah. and bits and pieces, time away, just unwinding. Yep. And and that's just the weekend, or do you work weekends as well, or like uh, how how what level of uh, workload are you are you so under at the moment? Is it 10, 12, 14 hour days, eight hours? Yeah, or? most of the time at the moment you're probably looking at about ten hour days. By the time you're, you're doing things, you're answering emails, and you know you're trying to do what work has to be done, and then little bits afterwards after work. Try to really only work five days a week, but sometimes that doesn't happen. We're ra- we're ramping up to Christmas. Everybody knows how stupid everyone gets heading into Christmas time. We all know everybody has to have their gardens or their whole things done before Christmas Day. Whether it happens or not, it's a different thing. But and so, what is your lead time? Say for a um, you know a one-off installation of a white fire pit. What are you? <laughs> if someone comes into you tomorrow, what 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 are you? What's their expectation? Um, at the moment, it's probably two to three weeks. That's pretty bloody good. It's two to three that's weeks. Not bad. And that's and that's kind of you know still pushing it sometimes, and it would depend on the customer, and it would depend on the job. Because if I think it's a really cool job, then I really want to get into it. You'll do it, it so. tomorrow. But not necessarily, but... <laughs> 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 no, there's always the right timelines you need to do. But the, the, when there's weird and wonderful jobs, I actually really enjoy those. So, you know, yeah. when you've got to think of it and you've got to figure out how it's got to be made and the best way to make something and best way it's going to look at the end and, you know, there's lots of things you've got to think about. And how do you get your work? Like, um, you know, some people advertise, they, you know, Instagram, they pay for ads, they have a website, whatever that may be. How do you go about, is it word of mouth? Um, um, well, lucky enough from the form boss perspective, they do a lot of advertising nationwide. So the parent company does a lot of um, the advertising. They put form boss ads into magazines, a few magazines, and there's websites and where you can buy and all that kind of bits and pieces. We have our own website. Uh, I suppose we still get a lot of a lot of inquiries through Instagram and Facebook. Probably more Instagram would be more, more our our kind of niche of what that goes through. Niche. A lot of, there's still a lot of 
uh, word of mouth, uh, you know, because we try to have a really good relationship with our trades, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things where the trades will go to another job and go, oh, you need some edging and we can do this and do that. And well, I think a lot of the landscapers speak to each other. You know, oh, like, 100. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big industry, but it's a very small industry, especially yeah. in well, WA. So everyone knows each other. Everybody so, does, yeah. You know, you know that if you've done a cool job, someone would have seen it yep. and someone will always ask, you know, what's that? Absolutely. Where'd you get that from? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, Daz was good, Green Earth Enterprises, yeah. you know. So. I suppose it, what sets us a little bit apart from everyone else is the fact that we can make stuff, you know, you can give us a plan and we can have things bent or shaped to exactly what you need to the exact sizes and then it's just like Meccano putting together. It's like A to A, B to B, C to C, which saves a lot of time on site. Anything that can save you guys time on site is a huge benefit, right? Well, so, definitely. So, yeah. And I think that's what sets us apart from other, uh, other suppliers and other people. And um, I guess the fact that you are so personable, you know, and... You know, yeah, I do like a chat, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, Hence the reason you probably called me in for this. Well, <laughs> you know, anyone who, anyone who, you know, one of all the suppliers that have been in, I think have been ones that, you know, can talk and, yep. you know, and we enjoy their company, so... Talk with yeah. a mouthful of marbles underwater. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Darren, any anything else you want to... No, not really, does I? Like, um, as I've been purchasing their product for... A, Years, good few years now, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. always had a good relationship with the uh, with Kate and Dazza. And um, other than when it's a footy season, can get a little bit tetchy, but uh, <laughs> being an Eagles supporter, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, so it's always, always good to have a bit of rivalry, yeah, right? No, it's always good to have a bit of to and fro. No, it's a, have a joke. That's the main thing. That's it, mate. And it, it's always really important, like from from a landscaper's perspective, you know, our supplies are so important to us, and having that good relationship and, and just predictable. You know, you know what you're getting. You know what's going to happen. If I'm going to place an order, like it'll get done for me within a certain amount of time. And, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we Kate, do try. Yeah, hard. yeah. Kate and uh, Shanae always like get the, the quotes back to me really quickly and those sort of things. So yeah, it's a it's a you know, business probably credit to you, you, you and the missus. So thank you. And it's good to see a, a family business because I've got absolutely buckley's chance of having any of my kids come and work in my business. So <laughs> I don't even like walking through the garden. <laughs> Oh well, but no. It's it. Look, it's we're we're very blessed, and we work very hard, and you know we play hard, and we have a bit of fun, and you know we try to have those relationships with you know our landscapers. That as I said, that's they're our our core business. They're our core customers that I want to always try to keep. So, absolutely fantastic. That's the attitude. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Darren and Darren, both of you for for joining us tonight. And um, yeah. Well, any anything that comes up in the future, any new products, would happy to have you back. And um, yeah, you know, perfect. Talk I'd love to come back. So. As I said, I'm. I'd like to have a chat. So. <laughs> yep. Oh, you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Great to see you, Daz. All right. Yep. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Thank thanks you. for having us. You've been listening to the Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by the Landscape Industries Association WA, sponsored by Miniquip Hire.
Hey, landscapers, and welcome back to <coughs> choking, choking, on choking on chips as a new podcast we're just doing. <laughs> Nick, Nick <laughs> you want to get a few chips in here, mate? And there I'll, you go. No, I'll just have a swig of my beer, mate, because um, I'm about to choke myself. So, 